You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. What's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access Post Game Show. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. And the Green Bay Packers drop a tough one, 25 to 24 down in Atlanta. I'll tell you this, boys, Vegas was all over it. They were all over that final point spread as the Packers cover by a half a point. <laughs> so there it is. Um, we're going to get into kind of initial impressions, all that good stuff. But uh, right off the bat, man, you know, my initial impressions is it was the tell of two halves. You see it every single Sunday in the National Football League where it looks like two different teams, actually four different teams throughout the course of four quarters. You've got one half, then you've got the halftime adjustment, and, and the Packers came out in the second half, looked good there early, and then it just uh, completely fell apart as the Atlanta Falcons just, like I said in the chat, man, if anything, the Atlanta Falcons showed that they were, uh, you know, a little a little more mentally tough, right? And I think if I understood correctly, a stat that they showed, Jacob, um, during the game was the Packers had the youngest offense, I believe, and the Falcons had the fourth oldest defense. So when you get in these tight games late, late, you know, late in the second half, experience matters. And it's why some people were a little bit nervous about going so young. But these are the growing pains that we talked about with the Green Bay Packers. It's going to happen. We knew this was going to be a much tougher game than the Chicago Bears game. I thought the Packers played really good until, like Tim pointed out, the third quarter. And, uh, and of course, the fourth quarter as well. They're late in the third, early in the fourth. The offense just uh, couldn't put anything together. You see the the lack of experience there on offense. And, of course, guys, I've got two pages of notes on defense – and I'm still completely baffled that there are people saying this was Joe Barry's fault. 
And I'm going to rattle them off here in a minute because if you see it, you got to say it. We're going to talk about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, Jacob, how you feeling, bub? <laughs> okay. Tim, did we get all the swears out before we went online, right? That's what we said we were going to do? Okay. I believe we uh, did. First of all, on the defensive side of the ball, Chiefshead Murph, I think, highlighted it very correctly, which goes along with what you just said, Clayton. He said mm -hmm. we were hitting the running backs in the backfield more often than not, as well as coming up to those interceptions and, and, and then have to be thrown away. We were making – the defensive scheme was in position to make plays. We had – I can't tell you how many times that it was a, – a, especially out of the defensive secondary, Jair and a lot of these guys coming up, completely whiffing, completely whiffing, getting a hand on Bijan, and then he runs around the outside. Or we're just doing some sort of weird thing where – they got a busted coverage, and Savage has a good shot. All he has to do is just extend, make a good jump, make a good read on the ball, but instead he seems to like kind of half jump off his back foot and just allows enough space. Um, you had what I would call very bad Jordan Love play, even though the guy had three touchdowns, zero interceptions. I did not like the way he was throwing the ball, especially early in the game. Um, I don't think that A.J. Dillon deserves to, at this point, if we're judging whether or not we're going to re-sign A.J. Dillon, I did not see anything out of that. Um, I'm very disappointed in the fact that it seemed like I, I don't know what the word is that it seemed like that David Bakhtiari maybe if he decided that he's not going to play today because of the 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 turf or whatever if that's a real thing I'm not going to say it is if it is a real thing did he sway our other experienced arguably leadership. If you would say who's one of the biggest leaders on our team, it's obviously Aaron Jones. It's obviously David Bakhtiari. It's obviously Christian Watson. And for some reason, he said, hey, man, we all sit down together. We don't play on this, this turf field. I swear to God, I am going to lose my mind because I understand you guys protesting, but you just gave us you just gave us a loss. Like, yeah. So you protest, hurt the team. It may help you in the long run, but you hurt the team. So if that's something that comes to – I'm not saying it is, but if it does come to fruition, we can have another future – conversation about that but that's jacob's conspiracy theory for the episode we're gonna make that a segment yeah i'm just definitely. saying but, uh, no i think we should i swear i'm on board with that completely we'll have like some squiggly lines come in and some creepy music UFO come over yeah. the top and then might have, we might have alex jones screaming something randomly you know what i mean <laughs> It'd be great. they're turning the packers wrong <laughs> we got a super chat here josh martin said dylan is a terrible running back he's got to go hey we appreciate the super chat but um I, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough because I, I'm not saying I disagree with you, Josh. There were times, though, it felt like the defenders were in the backfield, you know, and I kind of – and you guys know I love A.J. Dillon. But that fourth down, I think it was a fourth down. No, it, it might have been a third and short where he tripped again in the backfield. I mean, mm -hmm. he, uh, you, all you've got to do is get to the line of scrimmage and fall forward. He didn't make it to the line of scrimmage and he tripped. Uh, but tough. Uh, but appreciate the super chat there, Josh. I've got to do this real quick because our showers is uh, getting a little bit aggressive in the chat. So you know what? Let's just handle it right now. Okay. Let's see what we got here. I know I just seen it just a second ago. So showers, here we go, bub. You wanted it. Here it comes. Yeah, we are suffering under Barry. He is not a good coach. Right. And this is John Schmidt there. Okay. Let's move it along here. I can't do this. You watch them beat us schematically time and time after time, and it isn't on the D.C. Let me read off a few notes to you here, Showers. Two dropped interceptions. Did Joe Barry drop the interceptions? Right. Gary lost contain three times on a read option. Was he the one? Did, did Joe Barry from the booth say, hey, Rashawn, 
don't worry about contain. We know you've got nobody on the backside, right? And you're the only line of defense there. Don't worry about that. Just do what you want to do. You know, it's, it's Savage. Savage allowing the explosive play down the field. Did you see him low, low point that ball? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You hear about defenders high pointing balls all the time in the NFL. Did you see Savage high point that ball? The guy barely got off the ground. He had a perfect beat to it, used his athleticism, got to the ball, and completely crapped the bed when he got there. That's not on Joe Barry. I'm sorry, it's not. Owens' face mask. Did Joe Barry uh, run down there and put Jonathan Owens' damn jersey on and, and, and pull the face mask? Did he do that, or did I miss that? Okay. Fourth quarter blown coverage on Bijan, right? Nobody covered Bijan. Are you telling me that in that situation – that Joe Barry said, hey, guys, don't even worry about the flat, even though I'm watching it in a zone match. And you could tell that they ran a little pick play, and our defender was so soft. I believe it might have been so. i got to go back and look at the 22. Gets rubbed completely inside, and Bijan has a clear run at the corner. Was that on Joe Barry? Right? Jair got burnt by London. How many times have we heard Packer fans say, this is absolutely ridiculous. We don't play to our strengths. We need to play man coverage and put Jair on the best receiver. They did that today. They put him on Drake London, and he got his lunch eight. There was two different times that he got beat one-on-one. At one point, he actually swapped places with the outside defender and, and guarded Drake, even though Drake was in the slot. That's called following the number one, and he got torched for it. Another thing, we want more man coverage, right? Okay, when you run man coverage, guess what's happened? When you run man coverage, you end up with Devondre Campbell split out at the boundary covering B. John Robinson. Fans scream this all offseason long. And then when they switch it up and go to man coverage and they get beat, we knew. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm surprised that people were going at Barry like this, saying that this is his fault. Because we said as soon as they do it, that's what's going to happen. They're going to turn on on Joe Barry again. It's going to be, well, well, that's just stupid. Schematically, they need to call a timeout. They need to do something different. It's it's those fans that sit and watch the damn game and go, run the ball, run the ball. And then when you get stuff on third and short, you go, why are we running the ball? It's those type of fans. I'm sorry it is. Um, Ritter, read option, broke three tackles on that one read option. Did you guys see that? Yep. That three cool. tackles on one read option. Was that Joe Barry's fault? And, of course, Savage come flying in 110 mile an air on uh, on the fourth down pitch play and completely missed – I mean, didn't get within three yards of the running back and shot into the backfield and missed that tackle. I'm sorry, guys. And, again, I know everybody doesn't agree with showers, but to just sit here, it's all there's always a scapegoat. Last year it was Aaron Rodgers was the scapegoat. Aaron Rodgers with a broken thumb. He's a scapegoat. Aaron's just washed up. We need to give Love a chance. We give Love a chance. Guys, did you feel like Love was better than, than Aaron today? Now, Love is young. He should have time to work himself into that position, right? He's got to earn He's got to earn the right to be the quarterback. And we knew being young, there's going to be growing pains. But last year, that was the, the, the freaking scapegoat, right? And then we went right back to Joe Barry when Aaron got hot as the thumb started to heal up. And now we're back on Joe Barry needs to be fired. This this whole we got to fire somebody all the time because something doesn't go right. Guys, this should be no surprise to anyone. It's a road game in the National Football League. We knew Atlanta was significantly better than Chicago. That for God's sakes, Vegas caught it within a half a point. If anybody's surprised, then you've got unrealistic expectations. It's that simple. It was a great ball game. Call it what it was. It was the tell of two halves. And we had the defense absolutely crap the bed in the second half. And it had little to nothing to do with the scheme. Tim, I know you're a big defensive guy. What did you think about the defense, man? Because here's the deal. 
I've heard you defend defenders on this podcast time and time again. How did you see it? How did you see the defense in the second half? Do you think it was on Joe Barry? Do you think it was on the players? Or here's here's one hell of a uh, way to look at it. Maybe it's on a little bit of both. And we don't need to just go fire somebody every time we lose by a point. What do you think, Tim? I'm with you, Clayton. Um, I'm not going to defend many today other than uh, other than the drop pick, maybe Quay Walker. I also I also thought Preston Smith had a, a halfway decent game pretty quietly today. Um, but yeah, there's no excuse for the lack of execution today. Um, lots of contact to ball carriers and not finishing tackles. And when we were finishing tackles, we're getting penalized or we're we're doing foolish stuff. Um, you know, players have to play. I I, I don't think it's a, a coincidence at all that I mean, basically every time we went to pure man or Meg um, today, we got lit up. We got lit up every single time. So to me, it doesn't – on the surface, again, we like to take a day and digest this game before we really analyze things. But my my gut reaction right here is it was – I don't think on the defensive side it was a schematic uh, issue at all. Uh, today it was just uh, guys not finishing plays or you know taking bad angles we saw a lot of bad angles today Um, and if you take a bad angle it doesn't matter how athletic you are if you're trying to recover from a bad angle to make a play you're you're gonna you're gonna fall and you're gonna look bad doing it and that happened more than once today Um, Rashawn Gary's play yeah we mentioned you know breaking contain a few things that you know we didn't want to see I would attribute it to Rashawn not being quite 100% and Rashawn's trying to go out and make a play. There was a lot of opportunities in this game and a lot of moments where that was needed. We needed to step up and make a play, a splash play, a a, a pick. We needed – we had opportunities and we didn't get it done. So I think maybe guys got ahead of themselves, tried to do a little too much. That may explain some of these, you know, Darnell Savage approach, flying out of nowhere and and missing, you know. Uh, guys need to play more poised. I think that's something that the staff should be talking about as yeah. they look at film here is play with a little more poise out there defensively. Um, and we might be better off, but yeah, it was pure lack of execution today on the players part, in my opinion. Do you guys, <clears throat> that's where I've got to lean to. And Jacob, I'm gonna go to you in just a second, but Dane Schultz in the chat, I appreciate the super chat. He says, I hereby nominate the NFC North for biggest clowns of the week. <laughs> Silver lining is Detroit dropped a home game. I'm going to go jump in the spots room. Go ahead, Jacob. Appreciate the uh, the super chat there, Dane. No, man. I mean, I see a lot of guys uh, and guys in the chat don't think that we're coming at you personally. We're coming at people that are saying stuff. So, like, we can all right now, we're all going to be, you know, a little bit perturbed and that stuff. Just nobody get their panties in a bunch. This is be grown men. We, we, we attack, we attack narratives, not people, right? Exactly. Let's talk about it. So, our showers completely understand what you're saying um you know guys like that if you're thinking we're i understand that we're gonna have a conversation we're not gonna sit here and be all little girls about it let's talk about it so the one thing that i will say for sure that i put on joe barry um because he's not 100 great nobody's 100 great or wrong or anything i will say that the one is when they came in on that that fourth and was it one or fourth and two and they just immediately snapped the ball i mean before anybody got set and i thought joe barry why don't you have your defense on on no right there <laughs> They need those guys were still talking to each other. They weren't even turned around. Yeah. They did that quick pitch outside to the right, and it was over. At that point, it was over. And it was like, dude, right there, young team, they have to understand that when another team is hungry and they quick up to hurry to the line, that is a thing right there. It's it's just um 
it, it's early. It's it's guys. We have the youngest team. You talked about it. It's it's not just the youngest team on whatever side of the ball. I think we have the youngest team in the NFL overall. So yeah. this we knew this was going to happen. Guys. We and knew that's not a, that's not an excuse. It's just a fact. Right. We're stating a fact that the team is young, and you know time it, it takes time to gel together and to understand situational football. I think that situational football understanding was was a little lacking on both sides of the ball in crunch time today. Uh, we could talk about the same thing with the offense there down the stretch when, you know, with 58 seconds left in the game, I'm thinking a couple quick outs and we're down the field and Anders Carlson hits a 59 yarder and we walk with a victory, but instead we got a three and out. So, yeah. you know, guys got to play better situationally, but Hey, how do you blame them? There, there are a lot of rookies that weren't in these situations on, at the NFL level. So this is a learning experience and guys, you know, Hey, we're not going to win every game. You know, there's this, this probably won't be the last loss of the year. So I thought we saw some very questionable and obviously everybody's going to blame the refs. I just didn't see consistency in the calls because I remember they, they called a, a, a pass interference against, God, I can't remember who it was. I believe it was the Atlanta's defense. And it was like, yeah, it was it was pretty good or it was it was okay and then the next play it was like egregious and they were like no call oh, that was the one on Rasul the illegal contact yes, yes, he was yes. in five yards totally at five yeah. yards when he touched him and then there was the next play he was in the end zone and he straight grabbed him <laughs> tore him down stopped his whole route and me I was looking at my buddy Paul at the at the B dubs and I'm like did that just not get called <laughs> uh, all right well, Defensive holding, I will say, on the on the interior defensive line, it seemed like that they were letting a lot go. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. Goose in the chat says, "Screw you, I love you, LOL." Bring the Spice Girls. <laughs> I know I'm in my feelings. <laughs> and oh. This right here might be the chat of the night. Adam Block says, "Time to put Barry in a blimp because the box ain't working." <laughs> Showers blimp. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, let's see. We got a super chat. We're going to go to Andy, still stuck in Kansas. But first, uh, Godsmack says, sorry, the super chat from Dane was from my second account. I'm deep into the run now. Still, I'm encouraged by the injury fill, fill in depth, guys. Guys, it wasn't a horrible game. That's the thing. Like, oh, yeah. this is this is what I wanted to see was I wanted to see them compete, right? That's, that's going into this year. It's like, there's going to be so many close games. I mean, you've seen it with the Vikings last year. The Vikings have one of the best records in the entire NFC. And how many games did they lose by one score or less, right? You know, like it was just it, – it was – there were such tight games. Um, that's how this season's going to go. It's going to be very rare that you run into a garbage organization like Chicago and just boat race them, right? It's just the way it is. But, Godsmack, thank you so much. I agree, man. There, there was some – you know, the offensive line, I didn't think it was terrible, especially in pass pro. I didn't. I thought Rasheed Walker did okay. He had a few shaky moments. But considering the fact that, – that's the other thing too, guys. Listen, you're without your left tackle. You're without your left guard. You lose Lucas Van Ness, who – anybody else excited about him? He's looking like a stud, isn't he? You lose him throughout the course of the game. You don't have your best player on offense in Aaron Jones. You don't have your number one wide receiver in Christian Watson. Guys, you've got five starters that are missing. Out of 22 players, you've got five starters missing. And we lost by one point. I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm optimistic about the rest of the season. Now it was just, it was just hard to swallow because we had it and we let it slip away. Exactly. That's why it's right. so tough, Tim. You hit the nail on the head, dude. When you when you have it under control and you let it slip through Sorry, that's what our showers just said. And I want to make sure that we're not again, just we're not trying to get at anybody personally. Our show says it wasn't horrible. That's why it hurts so much because we had so <laughs> many missed chances. 
And that's 100% it. It's, it's the fact that we were so close and just made some dumb mistakes. That's all. Yeah. And Goose here, too. Uh, again, thank you so much, Godsmack, for the super chat. Goose said, overall, uh, it honestly wasn't a bad game. It's a young team, and I expected this. It was just frustrating because it was totally winnable. Pa- uh, Packers beat themselves. You know, I started to feel like that, too, Goose. And, Andy, we're going to you next, I promise, buddy. I started to feel like that, too. But like I told Tim, don't you feel like Atlanta won that game, too? Like, they kind of mm-hmm. did a little bit more down the stretch, right? And and watching Desmond – hey, I called Desmond Ritter cheeks all day long. You seen the cheeks? He should have had three interceptions. But on those read options, it takes it takes a special kind of human being to to lower your head down there with those big boys, those D tackles, and try to get those those one or two yards you need, making three guys miss. But let's go to uh, Andy in Kansas. Andy, how you doing, Bubba? Uh, okay. Obviously, it's a disappointment. Um, you know, just in the realm of when when your team loses, I try to put it into you know one of the categories. Right? We've all seen it where we where we just wouldn't win a game that was right there. You know, the most recent playoff loss to the 49ers, like we had it and it's just like, it didn't matter enough. It seemed, you know, just the flow of that game here. I don't think that's the case. I just think we just didn't win. I could, I might even say we couldn't. I mean, the disadvantage that we were at the number of plays that we ran versus the number of plays that, that, that they ran, there are pieces missing from our offensive side that would have been there or had they been there, they would have, you know, they would have run X number of more plays. That means you take up more clock. That means Atlanta doesn't have, you know, time to, to do anything with, with the ball. And you come away looking at it and saying, well, yeah, they, they almost doubled our yardage because they almost had double the number of snaps. So, you know, there's some encouraging things there, obviously in the loss, is Atlanta feeling great about going two for five in the red zone? I I don't see how they could be. They're at home. They're playing a depleted team, and you go two for five in the red zone? I mean, you won, but that's not going to take you that that far, I really don't think. And there's different little mistakes throughout too, right? Kick it, at, kick a 56-yarder at the beginning of that game. Hey, Do it. Man. Why not? That was the you difference, know. Right? Rashawn yes, Gary in a, in a dome in a dome. I was yeah. so shocked that they didn't let him attempt that kick after that stupid five yard penalty. God, why did he six yarder? I agree, Andy, hundred percent. And I don't know why they took the penalty. Like you have a t- you have timeouts, just just use them. It's one of those things. Well, it's so early in the game. It's the difference between three points and not three points on the road with the depleted team. Take the timeout. What are we doing with the extra timeout? Are we, you know, are we collecting it, putting in a in a tin someplace under our bed? I mean, use the thing. It's it's there. It's just not, you know, it's not there. Rashawn Gary did not contain the edge very well in a couple of big plays. Uh, that that quarterback run. I, I mean, if you want to point to a what is he doing, you know, and I don't like blaming Rashawn. Um, certainly not face to face, but you know, it's just. <laughs> There's lots of little things there. We talked about the dropped interceptions, you know, the the could have bends. Why didn't Josh Myers snap it on that fourth down? It seemed like, you know, like that, that kind of thing, right? You get a first down, you run some time off the clock. We still had a lead at that point in time. I mean, you could, you know, but the, the, the throwing darts at the dartboard of blame, that kind of thing, that gets crazy after a while. I mean, you might as, yeah. We win and lose as a team. Yep. Anyway, hey, next week, home game. I, I uh, sent this to Clayton earlier this week. Jordan Love has, I believe it's now 135 or 136 career pass attempts. Listen to this. He has 11 
pass attempts at Lambeau Field total. Is that crazy or what? 92% of his pass attempts for his career have been on the road, 8% at home. We haven't even seen this guy in a great context, a home field context. We haven't seen him at all. And he's already doing this on the road. Like, let's build off of that, get healthy, and go take it to the Saints and the Lions. We have two games next week. Let's go get them. Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate you, Andy. That was Andy in Kansas. Uh, also, yeah, when he sent me that stat, I went, no, there's no way that's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, two over this in the chat said, I came out of this game way more encouraged than down. We were out Bach, Jenkins, Jones, Watson, LVN, and still only lost by one point at the very end of the game. Completely agree. And, and it's what Andy, uh, Andy APAC was saying as well by one point on the road too. Um, Atlanta isn't an easy place to play either, man. Everybody that was messaging me, I had about a half a dozen people messaging me live at the game said it was loud and it wasn't even packed either. So I think Tim, I don't know about you, buddy. Well, Jacob, you're the conspiracy guy. I think it might've been popping in some noise down there, big dog. They were piping it in telling you, and it was from the moon, which we never landed on. And there's lizard people there. All right. That's the whole shebang. (laughs) All right. P. Brinzo says whole season is house. We just lost our sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Whole season is house money. We can only complain so much. Still feels like we're arguably the number one team in the NFC North. This is the season to relax and have some fun. Go Pat, go. Yeah. And I try, I've tried to trumpet that over and over and over that, Hey, listen, guys, this is, uh, you know, we're we were predicted to finish dead last in the north don't don't lose sight of that in the offseason that was what the the money was on was that we had the worst odds to win the nfc north so keep that in mind too and i still think we're the best team in the north i do there's no doubt about it let's see we got josh martin with the super chat he says i think the defense pressed too much in the fourth because our offense couldn't muster a first 11 yards in the fourth ain't gonna cut it in the nfl tim i think you mentioned that too didn't you 11 yards in the fourth quarter is that right yeah. And, you know, we tried to pepper in a little bit of Patrick Taylor today. We tried wow. to pepper in a little bit of Emmanuel Wilson, but not a whole heck of a lot of that in the third and fourth quarter. I don't think we gave any of our other backs a chance to really get any kind of momentum going. And we put ourselves in a situation where we had to throw. And you watched, especially in the fourth quarter, Atlanta just it just knew we were going to be throwing the football. Yep. And they kind of just sat back. You know, I, I will give, uh, I guess, a positive note that comes to mind in that respect is uh, we saw a little bit of it. I wish we saw a little more, but Jay Love certainly wasn't scared to use his feet uh, today. And uh, I thought maybe peppering in a little bit more of that, when you know, if they want to play off and sit back, just, you know, catch that snap and go ahead. And if it's not there, just tuck it and run. Um, obviously, we're not going to turn into his buddy Justin Fields or anything, but uh I thought maybe a little bit more of that would have kept kept our run game a little more honest. Maybe would have kept the defense a little more honest uh, today. But um, yeah, man, it's just tough across the board. I, you, you've got to find a way to move the football. I thought Matt. I actually texted you guys that during the game. I thought in the first half, towards the the end of the first half, you know, we're in that middle eight. Thought Matt Lafleur did a really good job of kind of manufacturing some offense. And, you know, when we really didn't have a momentum and, and it turned into some pretty positive drives, you know, we had a Jaden Reed touchdown. We had a Tay Wicks touchdown. Um, guys were spreading, we were spreading the ball around. DeGuara was getting touches. We, you know, we had other guys involved. Uh, Samari Toure had a couple nice plays. Um, and then that kind of, I don't know what happened. We just, that, that just stopped happening. So I don't, I don't know, guys. It's, 
Yeah, and overall, too, Tim, like like Andy was saying, 78 plays is how many the Falcons ran. We only ran 47. Like, they almost doubled us in total plays. And one of the plays that sticks out to me the most, and, and again, Josh Martin, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. We appreciate you. Um, was the uh, the big play that, that got me was we were up 24 to 19 in the fourth quarter. Dobbs wide open. We ran a double crosser against single high. You come, oh, yeah, bad read by Jay Love. Comes to the line, cans out of the run. You've seen him go can, can, can. He goes to the pass, double crosser. He can to the double crosser because we had a single high safety. You drop back, you read the safety. Whichever one he goes with, you throw in the opposite direction. He goes with the one the safety goes with. Now, here's the deal. He made that decision before the safety made the move. Um, but, yeah, Dobbs had eight yards on his guy. If he if he throws to Dobbs and hits that – that's uh, that's going for six, putting it out of the putting the game out of reach. Then Jordan Love finishes with four touchdown passes, no interceptions. And everybody again, once again this week, one play, guys, one play. One play. Yep. That's that's the thing about the NFL. One play is the difference from people going. Jordan Love might be the front runner for MVP. <laughs> Think about yep. it seriously. And instead, we lose by a point, and everybody's going to be going, "Ah, he ain't no Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter." You know what I'm saying? It's amazing how thin threads, man, extremely thin threads, but. Uh, Jacob, what do you think about that? The the eleven yards in the fourth. You got anything to say on that as we move I just on? I think that there was an interesting thought, real quick, is that all of a sudden, so going into the uh, going into the season, I was like, man, if we're deep at any spot, it's running back. Running back is where we make our game, and it's the best spot. And nobody <laughs> has to worry because our running game is going to be great. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news. So don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's us days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. One game, Aaron Jones isn't in there and we realize, hey, AJ Dillon's not like, explosive anymore and emmanuel wilson was great in preseason but that was preseason and patrick taylor how, how many carries did emmanuel wilson have today 
I think it was I'll like, find it. I'll find it. Y'all keep talking. I got you. I'll, I'll tell you what, too. Because it, 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 I, I, I hear what Jacob's saying, and I agree, but it's like I, I, I felt like between Taylor and Wilson, there just weren't enough touches to get any kind of rhythm going, whatever. Yeah. Three, yards. Three carries for five yards. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to That's not going to do, do it. That. I know that literally I could do that. I could fall forward for a half a yard or so <laughs> each time, and I'd be good, man. Give me five could, grand, I'll a get you three yards. I'll get you three. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, though. But in the same breath, A.J. Dillon played better than he did last week. Yes. And that's what's so crazy, you know. He, I felt like he looked overall better. There were some chunk runs in there today, and, and he didn't look as horrendous as last week. So God, it's just that situation. And, again, it comes down to like one or two plays. That play on third and short where he just tripped in the backfield was like – we have seen yeah. it so many times. It's so frustrating, man. It's so freaking frustrating. Um, yeah. Um, so let's, let's run through the stats real quick. Let's do that. Let's hit on it. Jordan Love, 14 of 25. Again, the accuracy – just not there, you know, um, 151 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, rating of 113.5, completely outplayed Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter, now don't get me wrong, he had more yards, but through the pick, lower rating, was sacked twice. Um, Jordan Love was sacked one time for 11 yards, 11-yard uh, loss there. A.J. Dillon, 15 carries, 55 yards, 3.7. That ain't going to get it done. I understand what you're saying too, Tim. He did have a chance to get into a rhythm this week. It looked a little bit better, but still very that is my goodness <laughs> all right we got some extra audio popping in that's good stuff um so anyway uh let's see jordan love two carries for 23 yards uh you've seen that scramble that we talked about phenomenal play there i was excited to see that uh the receiving core we moved the move the ball around a lot right i think we had 14, let's see here. Of the 14 completions, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven different receivers. Okay. So Dontavian Wicks had two catches for 40 yards and a tud. Uh, Jaden Reed, four catches for 37 yards and two touchdowns. Romeo Dobbs, two catches for 30 yards. Um, Luke Musgrave, two catches for 25 yards. AJ Dillon, one for eight. Samori Torre, one for six. Josiah Aguara, two for five yards. Uh, guys, listen. I don't mean to hate on any individual player, but the Josiah DeGuara experiment is over, in my opinion. Like, we just missed on that. You, you got to go out and try to – you got to put it to bed there, Jacob. Put it to bed. See, the cat was trying to tell us. The cat right? was trying to tell me the whole time. Oh, but, again, man. there's just so many things like – look, I want. this is why I color code the notes. I just want you guys to see this, okay? Uh-oh. Look, this is the fourth quarter. Can you guys see? Look at the red. Well, Clayton, I don't see white collar or blue collar. I'm collar blind. <laughs> this guy right here. Speaking of color blind, um, let's talk about uh, eating until you're about to pass out, right? And you can do that with good food from our good friends over at not our showers, but Old Southern Barbecue. All right. <laughs> As we get this off the screen here, uh, Old Southern Barbecue is the, uh, the sponsor of today's show. We appreciate them supporting us. They've got five locations in Rice Lake, Hudson, Arden Hills, Minneapolis, and Shakopee. Um, I know there were several people that's already dropped in that were in the area. I don't know if you've seen the tweet, Jacob, but uh, we had some some people dropping in locally and uh, and eating in over there. And then also, if you're at a distance like us or like me, rather you can check out their website, uh, www.oldsouthernbbq.com, where you can get their sauces, you can get their rubs, 
all that good stuff. So if you're at a distance and you like to grill out, you like to uh, to run the smoker on the weekend there, um, make sure you check out their sauces. Like I said, they got four great sauces. Um, and uh, Southern Gals, they got Dixie Red, Chicago Blue, and my favorite, Chicago Fire. Um, also, they do catering for those of you local. If you want to drop into that location or have a Packer Party catered, uh, just give them a call, check it out, and they will uh, get you pricing on their uh, on their catering menu, all that good stuff with their sides. They got, they got ribs, they got brisket, uh, the whole nine yards. And um, like I said, they can get you taken care of there. So make sure you check them out, oldsouthernbbq.com. Don't forget to type in the promo code PackerNet15. That's capital P, Packer, capital N, net, one five, no spaces, and that'll get you 15% off your order. That's Old Southern Barbecue Smokehouse. We appreciate them sponsoring the show. Let's go to the phones real quick. We got Carly Ray on the line. Carly, I love that you waited about 20 minutes, right? 30 minutes to cool off a little bit before you called in, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to think about it a bit. Plus, I had to wait till uh, my kids left the house so I could have a little bit of peace and quiet, actually, was the reason. <laughs> well, what was your initial uh, initial takeaway here? It felt to me like they played this game almost kind of like a preseason game, or that's what it, it felt like anyway, because I love the looks to different receivers. Um, but it felt like they lacked like a real identity and a real plan going in. We started off hot, but then it was kind of like, all right, now we're going to kind of see what works. And that just, I think, especially with the defense near the end, seeing them just kind of chilling back and still talking when the you know, the Falcons line was just getting ready to go. I, I was like, come on, hurry up, guys. Like, you're still in the game. Let's go. So it, that's kind of how it felt to me. It had great, some really encouraging stuff, but I was a little let down with the lack of energy it seemed near the end. Got it. Got yes. it. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair assessment, don't you, Jacob? Yes. Carly, did, did you win your, your league this week, or are you on track to? Um, no, I'm not on track to, but, um, but I, I came up last week. I was not on track to by this time either. And then I, it skyrocketed after the last one. So I'm still, still learning how that, how that works out. But no, my, uh, my competitor has some, some good, I think QBs. So, you know, <laughs> good stuff. Um, who's leading Jacob, anybody that we know, how's Justin doing? I need to know how D Justin's doing over there, man. Justin, he won at the last minute uh, last week, again. I think, against Tony. And he had Baker Mayfield as his quarterback, as his starting quarterback. We all gave him crap because that was the one uh, auto pick he had in the Superflex League. So we auto drafted him Baker. And we're all like, oh, you suck, dude. And then now Baker looks like, he's not bad. <laughs> they won again today, right? Did they? Who did they play today? They played Detroit. The Bears, bro. Oh, the Bears. That's who it was, yeah. So, of course, they won, right? They played the best. <laughs> um, Carly Ray, uh, what else you got? Anything uh, – what do you think was like – what do you think is the the one moment in the game that, that might have been the most important? What's the first thing that comes to mind before we let you go? Like, what, what comes to mind when you say, okay, this was the turning point or this is the moment where it was like, ah, this just feels like we're not going to win this game? Oh, gosh. I, I don't know if I have an answer for that one. There were so many where I felt like that could, could have been the answer. Um when we let when we let them get um what was it they went for it on fourth down a couple times and i think one of those times where they just pushed through and got it and i was like we aren't stopping them they're gonna make this they're gonna get a field goal i think that was a point where i really until then i was holding on to hope that we were gonna come through but then i was like man i don't know if we can do it yeah absolutely yeah it, you know for me it was uh when when we came out there in the fourth quarter and he you know love didn't see dobbs open right and then, of course, um, he, he throws another, you know, he throws the sit route 
he seemed a little bit rattled, should have been picked. Luckily, they dropped it, went three and out. They passed on first down on that drive, too, which I was just like, oh, my gosh, man, you've got the lead. It's 24-19, and we're going to throw on first down. Like, let's let's at least get the clock running a little bit. Let's let's get into a second and third manageable. Uh, so, coming out, throwing on first down really, really bothered me. And then, of course, on the punt return, Jonathan Owens' face mask penalty. Um, that was tough. Mm-hmm. And then Bijan in the flat on that blown zone match. And it was just it from there. It just it trickled down. That's when it really felt like, like you said, Ritter with the scramble. There was no contain on him. They didn't seem to play any contain at all today, which I, I don't really fault him too much for that because it's like Ritter. Ritter's a mobile quarterback, but he's not Justin Fields. He's not elite running the football. Um, but when I got to that point, that's when I was just like, oh, this just doesn't, you know, third and short. Dylan Trips coming out of the backfield on the next drive, and I'm like, okay, we do at that point. I guess the best way to put it. At that point, I felt like we don't deserve to win this game. Atlanta deserves to win this game. That's what it felt like to me. But I want to say this, and then we'll uh, – if you got anything else, we'll let you go, Carly. If you don't have anything else, I should say. But this is the first game. You know, I tracked this all year last year. This is the first time in, you know, the full season last year and then, of course, the first two games this year that the team that won the middle eight, Green Bay won 10-6, to six, and won the turnover differential, they won it one to nothing lost the ball game. Like there's like oh, a seven yeah. percent chance of that happening and it happened today. Winning the battle and losing the war. Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Can I give you guys a little bit of hope and Carly as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's compare. So today we in a losing effort by one point on the road against a very good up and coming team, I would argue, that has a lot of talent and a lot of skill. Our our quarterback was again I wouldn't say perfect by any means, but as far as the uh, interception ratio to touchdowns, I mean, that's about as good as you get. We didn't have anything else like that. Justin Fields today, guys, 16 to 29, 211, one touchdown, two interceptions. The guy didn't get sacked, but he did fumble two times. Now, granted, he didn't lose those, but just think about that. If we had this type of situation as we lost, as the Bears are going into an 0-2 start of their year, whereas we're going into a 1-1 where we should be 2-0, with a quarterback that is very, very uh, – he can hold on to the ball in a very constructive way. He's not um, turnover prone. I think that that going into our first home game should give us all the confidence in the world. So if the Bears start chirping, just throw them a couple little stats like that and just say, you guys, just shh, shh, go to bed now. We'll talk to you in a few. We'll talk to you at the week 17 or whatever it is the next time that you're relevant. <laughs> so, so Jacob, I would feel better if we didn't have to make ourselves feel better by comparing ourselves to the Bears. Once we get That's past true. that, I'll feel real good about the season. That's true. Yeah, very true. You, uh, you got anything else for us, Carla? I just wanted to register my disbelief along with everybody else that they did not let Anders try that 57-yard field goal yeah. because I really wanted it. That's his whole thing. I literally thought that at the end of the game, I'm like, get us to the R40 and let him kick, <laughs> yes. let him kick an 80 yarder and let's just see. Do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No doubt, man. It's to tough. This. It's tough. There's, you know, and you guys know how I feel about going for it on fourth down. I'm just like, oh my gosh. I'm the most conservative person you'll ever meet when it comes to like decision making and things. It's like, no, let's play it safe here. All right. We worked our butt off. Let's play it safe here. Just going for it on fourth down is just, it's tough, man. It's tough. But anyway, we appreciate you, Carly. We got Dakota on hold here, but thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, you have a good one. Bye. Yeah, you too. Bye bye. All right, let's uh, let's go to Dakota in Tennessee. Dakota, man, smear some cornbread and butter on this thing for us, buddy. What's how you feeling tonight, though? 
Look, I, I will say I did not keep it Mayberry during that game. I was all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, what was the most frustrating part to you? What stood out to you the most, Dakota? Well, uh, it's it's those three straight. Well, they weren't three straight three and out. So it's a three and out, three and out, four and out. You know, it's just when the offense stalls. Um, it's it's the one thing that bugged me when when Rodgers was quarterback. And uh, that's the one I was looking at how many times the offense will just kind of stall in 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 uh, points of games in which it's important that they not do that. Um, and this was kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I, I didn't want to stay on here too long, especially since I'm literally anything could happen any second. So I, I don't want any of that to happen on audio uh, <laughs> at work. <laughs> but. <laughs> But I, I just wanted to bring up one little point real quick, and I will get out of your hair. All right. Uh, so, uh, of course, I was frustrated watching. You know, love made a few mistakes um, to you know to be nice about it, and so but so did a bunch of bunch of other players. Uh, but I do want to say I want to point out. So we have already seen that Jordan Love can learn from his mistakes and learn very quickly. So I just want to bring up that that play in the I think it was the first preseason game where Musgrave ran across the field and Love looked off the linebacker through an essentially no-look pass um, and uh, missed Musgrave by what seemed like a mile, and then that's all people talked about. Right. Yes. Well, um, in the first game, so last last game against the Bears, he did the same thing, looked the linebacker off, threw it to Reed, and was on the mic. So – Obviously, he's he shows that he can learn. He has the capability to make improvements, and I'm sure he's going to have a lot on film that he can improve upon uh, from today's game. Gotcha. I think it's very well said, Tim. What do you think, Bob? What do you think about that? I 100% agree with that. And I, if I if I know Jay Love at all, I bet you his face is already buried in a tablet. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, the minute the minute they're getting ready to leave and jump on the plane, I'm sure he's he's already looking. And uh, I do agree with what Dakota said. I think that's spot on. He's already proven that he can improve and learn from his mistakes. And th- there's valid evidence that he does it really quickly. Um, he doesn't seem like someone that uh, is uh, adverse to change. And if he if he sees a shortcoming, he's going to adapt and he's going to want to improve. So. I agree. I think this is something to build on. If anything, you know, we could look back on this season, you know, in a few months and say that this was, this was one of those games that was big, you know, you know, a lot of good can come from adversity and this, this could prove to be one of those days. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very well said. What else you got Dakota? Well, that's it. I didn't want to take too much time. I just wanted to point that out because I, I, I've had that in the holster for a little bit. <laughs> can I add on what Dakota said? Because uh, Dakota, are you still at your uh, at the park or what? Of course, I'm at the park always. <laughs> so when I was when when you just said that, where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen in the bro- in the background. Uh, too old for this. Says that broadcast was awful. So many miscursed words, mispronounced names. Yeah, Josh Nyman and the refs weren't on the same page. And then Redmo 46, he goes, the hot mic moments were phenomenal. I don't know if you guys heard the same coverage I did. Oh, yeah. I've oh, yeah. never in my life heard so many clear F-bombs and like, you know what's. And I mean, whoever oh, yeah. was right next to the mic, dude, it was, I couldn't believe that the announcers, they didn't ever talk about it either. They were just like, it'd be like real bad stuff. And then they'd just be like, all right, it's third and four coming up. <laughs> 
Uh, I missed it, man. That's the only bad thing about uh, every time I watch the Packers play, I get the TV muted. I always watch oh, it muted. It was funny. Too. <laughs> How do they not know it's Dobbs, not Dubs oh, either? God. That's what kills me. Yeah. And you know, here's the thing like, when you've got people, like, people give Michael Lombardi a rough time over it. When you talk about, when you deep dive football, you're not worried about the names, right? A player is just another another piece of the chess mask, right? But when you're when you're hired, when your job is to call the game, like it's your responsibility to study the pronunciation of the names. Like you you need to know, okay, you've got a roster there. They've got pronunciations next to it. And and when the guy in the booth with you was saying Dobbs and, and the other guy was saying dubs, I'm going, are y'all even listening to each other? <laughs> it's amazing. But Good stuff. Hey, Dakota, we appreciate you calling in, Bob. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, y'all, y'all have a nice one. Uh, you go easy on them out there, Bob. <laughs> I'll cry. <laughs> see you. Oh, man. Um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of Josh Myers talk in the chat, right? Um, I'm going to go back to this one real quick before I lose it. A lot of snap the ball talk. Yeah, two over this said, do we need Josh Myers or can love snap to himself? And, hey, the first thing I thought of when when the ball didn't get snapped, right, and did you guys see Zach Tom? Zach Tom literally leaned forward and looked at Josh like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. And the first thing that went through my mind is snap the effing ball, Josh. That's <laughs> the first thing I thought of. That that experiment's over. The Josiah DeGuara experiment's over. I'm sorry. It is. It's just done. Like, we we need to now start to think, okay. And and they already have moved forward with the Josiah DeGuara situation. Obviously, they bring him back because he's got one year left on his deal. And you go out and you draft two tight ends. You're moving in a different direction there, right? That's that's pretty simple. But the whole Josh Myers thing, man, when it's a position that touches the ball every single snap, dude, it's going to cost you ball games. We talked about it. Tim, you remember we talked about this in training camp, Jacob. It was yep. the center is going to cost us a game. Now, I don't think – I wouldn't say this is that game, but that's not going to be the last time we see that happen. It's not. And in a situation like that where, you know, you're down in Atlanta, one of the louder places to play uh, in the league, uh, whether it's authentic crowd noise or not, is up for debate. But we know it's loud and <laughs> you got to do your job. You really do. And, you know, I agree with your statement, Clayton. I think the experiment's over. The question is, are we going to see moves made between now and in New Orleans? Are, are we going to see some shuffling around on that offensive line, or are we just going to trot the same same Speaking guys that, out there again? So did you guys see that at one point they took Walker away from left tackle, put Yash in there, and then they used uh, Walker as that you, whatever you want to call it, that extended tackle on the right-hand side. But they yeah. only did it for like three plays, and then they went back. Right, yeah. Who do we move to center right now? Uh, gut, gut reaction, if we, if we were going to move someone to center. No, that's, Zach, that's Zach Tom, right? Yeah, Zach Tom. So then, so then, who do who do we move to the right side? Is that is that not uh, Yash? We bring Yash over there. It's it's going to be Yash or Rasheed Walker. And the thing is, I don't think Rasheed Walker can play right tackle. I think he's more of a left tackle, right? So that's the thing. You you know, it's going to be like the old uh, Three Stooges in the boat, right? They uh, they they got a hole in the boat and it starts filling up with water. So what do they do? We got to drain the boat. They poke another hole in the boat, right, to drain the water. Yeah. <laughs> like, being being down Big E right now is not helpful either. That certainly doesn't help us with our, our flexibility. Hopefully, this is not long term. Was that, a, was that a, a bad one or what happened? There? I mean, he, he left the game. Yeah, he, he he left and didn't return, right, Tim? Yeah, yep. Knee, same same knee that we were told during the week was kind of not an issue. 
we, we kind of knew he had something going on earlier in the week and he practiced and went today and didn't, I don't know how many snaps he played. It wasn't many. And yeah. that, that, that was it. Yeah. Um, that's the thing too. Like here, here's Scott in the chat says the, this defense sure doesn't don't look like it has eight first round picks on it. We need to change, you know, how, how many years are we going to say that? Not you, Scott, but I'm just saying in general, every year, what do we say? Look at the, look at the cap look at the draft capital that's spent on this. And it always comes back to what's the defensive coordinator's fault. Guys, it doesn't matter where you drafted, right? Now, when you look at how the Packers draft in the first round, they draft for upside. They draft for RAS, right? Well, RAS doesn't mean you're going to be a good football player. And not specifically RAS, but they're equivalent to the RAS. They're looking for athletic specimen. You're like Lucas Van Ness, right? Which looks like it's going to be a good pick, right? But just the RAS, relative athletic score through the freaking roof. But when it comes when it comes to just okay in the first round here's the here's the top we're going after, I don't know man. I, I'm I'm more of a watch the tape. You know why why has Carl Brooks looked good so far? His PFF grade was through the roof. Well, the PFF grade doesn't it doesn't even begin to account for RAS or athletic score, right? It doesn't. What it's it's simply grading the tape and going how did you play on the field, right? Um, and yeah, you know it's like a. What's his name? Uh, Puka Nakuda. Is that his name? What's what's the guy? Yeah, that dude, he's looking like a decent wide receiver if he could stay healthy, right? Hark, he had the best wide receiver PFF grade in all of college football, right? Well, why did teams turn away from him? Because his RAS was down, right? And, and again, when they, at the end of the game, they don't look up at the scoreboard and go, okay, who was the most athletic? They, who, you know, who protected the football? Who scored points? And, and, you know, control the time of possession, all that stuff. And, and you get a, a bunch of elite athletes running around out there. But if they can't play situational football, if they can't contain on a read option, if they can't, you know, uh, cover their specific assignment on a zone match in a crucial moment, that has nothing to do with athletic ability. It has everything to do with your mentals. Right, Jacob? I mean, it's – I got one stat here. We were talking earlier about one play away from being – a whole narrative change. We talked about guys that have a high IRS that we take in the first round as a defensive player. Guys, Quay Walker today had 17 tackles, eight solo. He had a pass deflection and a quarterback hit. He also had a dropped interception that probably would have went for a pick six. Now imagine the narrative after you have two weeks back to back where a first round draft pick like Quay Walker, after he had so many off, you know, he was a hothead last year, wasted pick. The guy's just nothing. All of a sudden he comes in a week one and week two. Probably would have won us that game. Would have probably won us the game, I would say. We can't say what would have happened after that. But imagine, like Clayton said, man, it's one it's one play. It's one play. Quay, 17 tackles, followed by Devondre with 14. I mean, that's – it's impressive. Yeah. Quay, to me, Quay played great. He had Quay. the drop interception. That's going to be a huge negative mark on the tape. They're going to give him hell in the room, I promise, in the meeting room. But he 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 looks like he has arrived. I believe that. Devondre Campbell doesn't look bad, but he I'm I'm of the belief now that I'm not sure he's going to return to that all pro form. Right. I just don't. I right really now, expected not, more from him today. I, I was surprised. Yeah. I thought we would get a little little bit more out of Dre today. So as a young team, we're looking up and going, OK, what pieces are in place? Jordan Love does a great job protecting the football. Right. He's got to work on his accuracy. So quarterback, I feel pretty good about. It. I really do. Now. Left tackle, Bakhtiari's old, and he's not even playing. And if you buy into the conspiracy that Jacob talked about and he's just not playing because it's turf, then regardless, he's not playing, right? So that's the 
second most, arguably tied for the first most important position on offense, right? You were out that today. Now, on that tier two of importance, in my opinion, it's center. Our center is hot garbage. The PFF grades suggest it. Former NFL players like Brian Bulaga, Mike Wall, um, and Mark Towser all agree with it and say that he's not a good offensive lineman. On the defensive side of the ball, what's the most important? Edge defender, okay, well, Gary's nursing that injury back to health. Lucas Van Ness goes out with an injury today, right? I think he hurt his elbow. We'll get. We'll try to get updates on that. And then, of course, in that in, in that same tier, one is interior defensive line. One one bright spot from the game, in my opinion, was Kenny Clark. I think Kenny oh, yeah. is poised to have a great year. I'm going to share the screen real quick and do just a quick little chalk talk. The the interception we got that that I felt like it should have won us the game. That plus one that basically locked in the plus one for us. Uh, it came off this play here, and in this concept, to me, it looked like uh, Kyle Pitts in the Y was running a choice route, okay? I don't want you to focus so much on their routes, although I put them in. I want you to focus on the defensive front, and this is what I was talking about in a three technique, okay? So they're in a shotgun set. They flex the T out, which was Bijan who attacked in the flat, all right? And what we came out in was a nine, a wide nine, and, and I'm going to go from left to right from the offense's perspective, okay? So the defensive edge, we have a four-man front. The defensive edge on the left side was a wide nine, and then you had Kenny in a three-tech, okay? You had Kenny in a three-tech, which is basically the outside shoulder of the offensive guard. So you're kind of attacking the the, the gap between the left guard and the tackle. You had, um, I'm pretty sure it was TJ Slayton playing nose, who he was playing a little bit of shade. So he was kind of playing on the inside shoulder or a one-technique. Right. You, it could have been a it could have been considered a clean zero tech, but I think it was a one. And what he's trying to do is occupy the center and the right guard. He doesn't want the center to help with Kenny Clark at all. And then on the opposite side, I believe it was Rashawn Gary you had in the other wide nine look there. OK, and, and on here, it kind of looks like a seven. I think it was more of a nine. I know Preston Smith at the right end position on the left side of the screen there was in a true wide nine. He looked like he was covering a receiver. He was so far out there. But what what that does is I want you to look at the left tackle here, guys. The left tackle has to block that wide nine technique off the edge, right? The center has to help with the nose tackle because he's out of position with the simple fact that Kenny Clark was playing a three technique on the outside shoulder of the guard. What does that equate to? It forces Kenny Clark in a one-on-one -on -one matchup against the guard. So that interception that Desmond Ritter threw, if you look, pressure pick, coverage sack. It was a pressure pick. If you go back and watch it, again, if we showed the tape, we'd get hit with the copyright. We're not going to do that. We'll do it on Chalk Talk, I promise. Um, Kenny Clark gets pressure in Desmond Ritter's face because he singled up on that left guard, and that's what caused the interception, having that hand in his face. So um, Kenny Clark is definitely a bright point for me. Uh, uh, Tim, how did you feel about the defensive front altogether? Do you feel like uh, they played pretty well? When I say defensive front, I'm talking about your Lucas Van Ness, Preston Smith, TJ Slayton. Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, and, and what's crazy is when you're in the nickel, Devontae Wyatt can hardly sniff the field, it seems like, right? Yeah, amen to that. Uh, and, you know, I got my little good and bad list that I write on my notes. Kind of do like, it's like Jim, Halpert's, Jim, Jim Halpert's pros and cons list, you know, my line down the middle. And, you know, when I look at the defense, uh, the, the names that are in the positive category are the names you just mentioned, Kenny Clark, Wyatt, uh, TJ. Uh, again, Preston Smith, I thought, quietly had a really sound game today. Um, 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And I just think that, you know, Jacob, I think you touched on this too a little before we jumped online that, you know, linebacker looked okay. Our front looked okay today. It was surprisingly our issues seemed to be in the secondary. And uh, that, that was a little disheartening. But I think the defense, the defensive front, played pretty well today all things considered um there's always room for improvement but again i don't think it's due to scheme uh i think guys just got to execute and only and only a handful of them executed today that's really what it comes down to yeah i think it's very well said jacob what do you think about the defensive front book i love it it's just yeah they left a lot lacking um I'd, i'd really be interested to see what the average depth of like initial contact was i was not excited with Rashawn gary i saw the uh really bad encroachment was a Carl Brooks that did it. Um, I saw some good things from Kobe Wooden, I believe did a couple really good things. And um, I just, all the, I'm honestly a little bit more disappointed in Gary's performance because I don't know what the total snaps were. I don't know if you can bring that up Clayton while we're chatting here, but I expected just so much more of them. And then I saw a lot of LVN that I liked, but like you said, where's, where's Devontae Wyatt? Where are the guys that we were promised? I really, really thought that TJ Slayton had a good game. I'll be interested to see what he did, but he looked like that as a true no, uh, true nose that he was at least setting. I saw so many plays where I saw our nose tackle or one of our interior D tackles shoot through the offensive line. And then the running back just ran right past him. You know what I mean? And he was getting blocked. And a lot of times I did think that, you know, if I'm the ref and <laughs> that I would throw that flag, but, it just seems like where's the help? Where's the shifting defense coming behind him to help on that? Where's the pursuit? Um, Did we see know. any stunts and twists today? I didn't see many of them, Tim. Unless I'm stupid. Yeah, no. I these are these are the type of comments I don't like to make without watching the all twenty two. 
but I don't remember seeing one. Not one. Well, I've seen a scrape. There was one time where we ran a scrape, and basically what a scrape is is the edge defender will crash inside, and the linebacker, the stack backer, in this case it was Quay Walker, as he crashes in, then Quay will come around the outside, and he did get pressure. I've got it in the notes. Quay had a couple of quarterback hits, I believe. I mean, his stat line, 17 tackles, like you were saying, Jacob. 17 tackles, one pass defended, one quarterback hit. Dude was all over the place. I, I, I'm pretty. I feel really comfortable saying he had two pressures, but it might have only been one. But uh, yeah, I thought Quay played pretty well. But as far as Rashawn Gary's snaps, I don't have that either, Jacob. I don't think PFF has him on their site yet. Um, yeah. There may be a, a source out there I don't have access to, but um, uh, you know, I really think with Rashawn, it's just he's finding his footing, right? He's got to be just finding his footing a little bit. I mean, we got the training wheel game out of the way with Chicago last week. And today we had to take the training wheels off and, you know, it's, he's, he's getting his legs under him. I, I really think so. Uh, I don't know, but about the, like you said, the a couple of those uh, mental errors breaking contain though, and not keeping that edge. Um, that's concerning because that doesn't have anything to do with your knee. So, right. but uh, all in all, I don't think we're going to see too many more performances like that from him. If you talk about guys that'll learn from their mistakes, there's another one right there, Rashawn Gary. So I, I fully expect to see a better performance out of him next week. Yeah, definitely. Um, AJJ in the chat said this might be a hugely valuable loss. We had this game and mistakes really piled up. Um, coaches have so much fodder coaching moments for the rest of the season. I, I think so too, man. Um, it, it's a tough loss, again, because we had it, right? But at the same time, there is going to be a ton of teaching points. There's no doubt about that. Can I read yeah. one stat line here quick for you, Clayton? Yeah, absolutely, man. This is kind of the tail of the tape right here. I mean, oof. First downs, Green Bay 17, Falcons 27. Passing first downs, 10 to 10. Rushing first downs, Green Bay 4, Atlanta 15. First down from penalties, Green Bay 3, Atlanta 2. Third down efficiency, we have 3 of 9. Atlanta's 6 of 15. But fourth down efficiency, we're 0 for 1. They're 3 for 4. Total plays, like you said, 47 for us, 78 for them. Total yards, 446 to our 224. They basically doubled us. Yeah. And like our showers says in the chat here, man, 24 points and winning the turnover battle has got to mean a W. It's got to. It has to. Any and one of those plays goes the other way, and we're, we're a winner, right? Exactly. Maybe we take we take that field goal, that the long field goal early in the game. Maybe, maybe that changes things. If we come up with one of these picks – even if we don't house it, even if Jair just holds on to that one and we get that possession and we're able to put another drive together. So, so many moments that just one, one, all we needed was one, one stop, one catch, one extra push, one, one less slip and fall. And we're, we're talking a whole lot differently about this game. I agree. Yeah, definitely. No doubt about it. Let's see. We got a super chat here from, uh, our buddy John Benson, he says, sorry I'm late. Maybe you talked about this already. I'm not feeling great about box availability going forward at all. We have been too optimistic. You know, as a president once said, John, shame, you fool me once, shame on shame on you. Fool me once. Fool me twice. You, you fool me once, you can't fool me again. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. Um, I, you know, we're to that point now that I, I don't know what happened, you know. If it hadn't been on turf, we'd say, well, it must have flared up, right? It must have swole up on him. But Jacob, you see him shaking his head. <laughs> Just to Jacob be sure in the chat, you guys know, I don't believe in lizard people or all that crazy stuff. 
I am telling you though that I believe that there's there's something going on there. If Bakhtiari did say that, like, I don't want to, I want to be a league, you know, advocate, and because he loves his boy Rogers, man, he saw what happened to him. He doesn't want that to happen. And Bakhtiari is becoming very political. If you watch his Twitter, this dude is not afraid to start throwing some stuff in the pot. It's also already happened to him. Bakhtiari blew his knee out on turf. Exactly. So it's happened to him personally too. I I sincerely think he said, "Hey, look, young blood, Mister Watson," and said, "Hey, look, Jones." Don't do this anymore. Let's say hey, stick with me. This is one game. We'll be back on the grass in like another, you know, however many days. We're, we're we'll get our go. answer if he plays against New Orleans and Detroit and then takes the night off in Vegas. I well, that'll, that'll, that'll definitely give us uh, a little bit more to go on. I know this. The next time Bach is inactive for a turf game, this is going to be Jacob. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Let's lock it in. Let's lock that bet in right now. Yeah, lock it in. <laughs> over under on Bakhtiari playing oh. in turf games. Oh my god! Unless it's in the Super Bowl, we ain't doing it. John, you see what I put up with over here, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for the super the super chat, John. But yeah, man, I dude, I I think we've been too optimistic too. You know, um, there's no getting around it, dude. It's it's a very 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 important position. You know, and we've seen it today. We've seen it today. Ian said Vegas is grass, so we're good. All right. All right. Oh, it Maybe is okay. I thought they were yeah. they were turf also. Yeah, I'd hope yeah. if they spent so much money in that new stadium, they'd make it like. Yeah. I mean, whole Bakhtiari's whole thing is like you guys spend so much money on when the soccer players come. It's they, true. They, it's they, true. Guys, I'll be honest with the young football team. I think heading into Vegas, I think that the field's the last thing we need to worry about with our young guys out in Las Vegas. From <laughs> what are you trying football. to say, Tim? What are you gonna, trying to say? I'm just going to say uh, Vegas is not is not Green Bay, <laughs> so <laughs> I, we got a lot of twenty somethings on this team. So I hope the boys don't uh, they don't uh, you know. You trying to say that the youngins are going to be out there on the strip of glossy eyes? I, like I, this? I, my knee. Um, Oh, I think we'd be lying if we if we thought they weren't going to party a little bit out in Vegas. So exactly, and then of course, Jacob, could you read Goose's chat for me, please? Oh, no, sixty five percent of the knee injuries happen on turf. Sixty five percent. I'm telling you, bro. I don't think that's a true stat. So guys, don't take that. I think it's way more. So no, man, it'd be all right. Just hey, listen. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. All right. Hey, and real quick, at work today, I swear on my life, this happened. We were having a late catering, and they're like, we need box lunches. And I'm like, and I'm like, how many do we need? And my coworker goes, 65. And in un- uncontrollably, I just went, 65%. And when I looked at myself, I was like, oh, my God. It's the how he he raises the pitch of his voice and how he does this. Yeah, I, I And they're like, what? And I just noticed that nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anyways. Carly Ray in the chat say curfew is going to be noon for those boys. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like Betty Bailey used to say when I was uh, coming in at two o'clock in the morning in high school. She she'd stop me in the hallway and go say, "He say, listen, we gonna send Carly Ray out there to chaperone." <laughs> Mama Betty would say, "If it ain't happened by eleven o'clock, it ain't gonna happen. You get your butt home." That's what she'd say every time. <laughs> God rest her soul, man. That woman, I tell you what, she was something else, something else. Um, all right. Yeah, I agree, Carly. They could party all off season. No doubt about it. What else do we got here, guys? Anything else? Uh, Jacob, you want to hit on any other specific statistics or anything like that? Honestly, no, I'm just, I'm just excited. 
to get back into into Wisconsin so these guys can kind of get a little bit. I, like we talked about, they've had so much adversity, which I think is really honestly good. We, we need to take a step back. It's week two, guys. Most people expect us to be 0-2. The NFC North went 0-4 in the division or in total this week, so we didn't take a step back or forward, right? So we were right where we are last week. Let's all just chill. Let's just take a look at the grass, you know, and the trees are starting to turn. It's fall. Pumpkin stuff is coming up and the apple spice and all that crap. Let's just just take it all in. It's going to be good, man. We're good. We're going back to Wisconsin. Hopefully, we're going to have our boys coming back because we're playing on grass. And that's the thing now. So uh, we're good to go, man. We're good. Yeah. Zane Strong in the chat said, y'all make this loss so much better. Go pack, go laughing emoji. Yeah. It's like it's like uh, Bubba Gump said in Forrest Gump, right? Bubba said, you lean against me, I lean right back. That way we don't have to sleep with our head in the mud. <laughs> there you go. Tim, what else you got, Bo? I guess I'd rather end on some positives. You know, um, Tay Wicks looked pretty good today, uh, which is good to see. Jaden Reed, more more uh, of the same, which is progress. I think Jaden Reed looked good. And again, you know, defensively, Preston Smith, Quay Walker. There, there's, there are some positives in here. Yeah. And I think uh, – you know, when you're dealing with negativity, you got to, it takes an effort to, to avert your attention to the positive. So you have to make that effort and try and draw some positives out of this loss. And, you know, we can, we can learn and move on. So we just got to keep our heads level. Like Jacob said, nothing changed. We're, we're still at the top of the division right now. Uh, we're coming home for two games in a row. Um, you know, and like I alluded to in the uh, preseason kind of kickoff, we were talking, let's protect 1265 this year. I want to, yeah. Run that as a T-shirt. Protect twelve sixty-five. Let's not lose home games. I don't care who comes to Green Bay. Let's get it done at home. And maybe the fact that you know Jay Love hasn't had very many pass attempts at Lambeau, you know, that could be a good thing because uh, we have no idea what we might see this weekend. So hopefully, a big, big change here coming home and uh, getting to play in the friendly confines. Definitely. Goose said, are, are y'all insinuating that they're going to be hitting up the brothels? What the heck's going on out here? Hold on. There's no brothels in Las Vegas. Get your head out of the gutter. There Goose. are no brothels in Las Vegas. Is it? There right? Are you, you sure? Gotta take a, you got to take a ride out to. Uh... Well, there's plenty of that in Vegas, but the. <laughs> But the brothels, to my understanding, are a little bit outside of outside of town. I think you I think you got to head towards, uh, got to head <laughs> east, or you got to head south. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Carly Don't ask Ray me says, why I know that. Carly Ray says Jacob been hitting up the ayahuasca with all that. Take it in talk. <laughs> he not only rambled, but he rumbled and stumbled. <laughs> oh no! Please don't read Dakotas, because dude, if Dakotas right. What did Dakota say? Where's Dakota's at? Just a couple below Carly. No. MCL? Oh, oh no. Jenkins out for a little bit with a potential MCL sprain. Now, guys, Jacob, remind me, what kind of surface were we playing on today? Don't make me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen, don't shoot the messenger. All right? And you know what? I'm, I'm just saying that that's, that is what it is. But guess who? Maybe who knows what would have happened if we had an all pro hall of fame left tackle next to him so that he maybe didn't have to shift so hard <laughs> crashing in beating Rasheed Walker. Who would have thought about that? Maybe that if Aaron Jones was behind him, he could have caught a freaking 
flat blast pass that could have, you know, I'm just saying, maybe if Chris Watson was on the field and he went deep and he took the cover off the top of the defense and we wouldn't have to worry about it. Unbelievable. Tim, we found the, the source of the problem. It's the turf. And Jacob went straight U.S. politics and blamed it on Bach. <laughs> <laughs> How it happened. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Sharon in the chat says, fun game. I look at David's missing the game as you are not guilty until proven otherwise. That's right. I like that. I'm going to go ahead and blame it on Grady Jarrett and Clayus Campbell. That's 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 what I think the real source was today. <laughs> Goose said, uh, let's just get it over with. Let's just go ahead and ban some turf here. I'll do it right yes. now. Roadhouse. Hey, turf, <laughs> we don't need you anymore. All right, let's do this. Let's have a little fun. Let's give away a jersey. Y'all want to? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, here we go. I'm going to share the screen real quick. Let's make sure we get the right one up here. I don't want you guys looking at my bank statement or anything like that. Let's see if we got the right <laughs> one. Chrome tab. Where's it at? There it is. Bang. Yeah, he says he's blaming uh, Jenkins MCL on my Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Comment of the night. Comment of the night. All right, we've got 113 entrance, entries, I should say. Um, so – Basically, everyone who is a YouTube PTA Posse member, right, YouTube subscriber, is entered in this contest. We tried to give it away to he- iHeasy340. We gave him like a week, and he never uh, never came in. Carly Ray actually reached out, found a way to reach out, still didn't get a response. So we're going to give it away right now. Y'all ready to spin the wheel, Jacob? I'm ready, Bob. You tell me. Tell me when to hit it there, Vanna. <laughs> there we go. go. All right, big money, no whammy. Big money, no whammy. Big money, no whammy. <laughs> big money, big money. Oh. oh. Melissa Hare. All right. Her hair. All right. Got it. There you go. I'm going to write it down so I don't forget it. You hear that round of applause, too? We're so damn professional, man. I'm going to tell you what. Sound like that crowd noise in Atlanta. <laughs> no, it didn't. No, it didn't, <laughs> Timothy. <laughs> All right, so there's your winner. Um, if you're in the chat, whenever you enter the chat and you watch this joke of a program, Melissa, <laughs> make sure, and if someone could try to tag her in the chat for me in case she's in here, um, shoot me an email, PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. If she doesn't come forward, okay, and, and again, we can confirm that it's actually her through – uh, certain qualifications, so please don't try to steal her jersey. It's it's only going to make me mad and get you banned from the channel. But we, uh, if she doesn't come forward, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm just going to open up the forum for ideas on how we can give this autographed jersey away. So <laughs> I didn't send the second place because I thought maybe if they didn't come. So yeah, I'm going to send it to is it John, right? Yeah, definitely send that to him. Yeah, right, send that and, tomorrow. And, uh, like I said, that's uh, that's Melissa Hair. I guess that's how you say it. A T R R. Yo, the chicks. Yeah, hey, this is the funnest I've ever had losing a Packer game. Okay. Who said that? I said just me. I'm looking oh, at the God. comments over here. We're oh, yeah, awesome. Goose is dropping Bob Barker references. We got <laughs> Texas Badger <laughs> in there. Texas Badger said it's rigged. It's rigged. <laughs> he demands a recount. <laughs> and Zane said he needed that jersey. Hey, Bob. There's gonna be others. I promise you, man. We've already got, I think I've got three or four to give away. Right now, like I said, I got a John Coon. I got an old school. I'm thinking about giving away. It's it's still wrapped up. I believe it's a Dorsey Levens. I, I was just gonna good. say I had a Dorsey Levens wrapped and ready to go. I also yeah, have, okay. Well, you give yours then, and I'll keep mine. How about that? <laughs> that works out, don't it, Tim? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. So that's it. 
Um, Carly said, just keep spinning that thing. Keep spinning that wheel every week, man. Hey, we'll do it until somebody wins it, right? Um, let's see. Chad, Chad Inc. says, you mean I get nothing for Jacob's Wi-Fi comment? <laughs> hey, that sounds like life to me, Chad. It is what it is. Listen, I want to thank everybody in the chat because, like Jacob said, you know, it sucks losing, but we're going to be in here every week for a post-game show regardless. And um, we're going to come in here and talk about what actually happened, right? That's going to be the goal. But there's going to be disagreements. There's going to be all that good stuff. We're always going to be respectful. Um, but the goal is hopefully everybody who listened came away and said at least one one situation or one thing, one statistic and went, I didn't know that, right? I know I came away with a handful of them. I've taken notes while we sat here. So I know there's that's the goal is every episode we do, we're all learning something, right? I'm going to dig through the tape. We're going to do a chalk talk this week. It's not to waller in the slop of a, of a Packers loss. It's to understand why did we lose, and that was the point of bringing up the notes. It was the point of the, the defensive notes and the specifics of that, right? Um, and so we can kind of come away with a better understanding of how did we get to that point. That's the whole goal. So hopefully you guys are enjoying that. I know I am, and I really appreciate everybody. Like I said in the chat, you guys are absolutely awesome. And uh, I love it when we disagree. I love when there's disagreement because that's the only time you actually learn something, right? So, uh, like I said, showers, dude, I respect your opinion, man. I do. And uh, hopefully you don't take offense to my opinion. It is what it is, right? But I had I had some other people in another chat saying something similar, and I'm just like, are we not going to – are we not going to observe the fact that players are leaving plays on the field, right? That's what – that's the biggest thing, though. So. And I think one thing that we, if, if we're going to be, you know, this is the post game show. So this is right off the cuff without being able to dive into the tape. So what's good for you guys is if you disagree, stay tuned throughout the rest of the week, because we're going to be diving into each and every single one of these plays. And, and you know, Clayton's a freak. He goes through it all like three, four, five, six times. So I'll guarantee you that if you are right and he sees it on tape, we'll go through a chalk talk or we'll go through another episode and then you'll get proven right or proven wrong, or we'll figure out where we both kind of in the middle area. And then we'll hash it out. And that's what we do. The whole point of this podcast is to not point fingers and be like, dude, we're not a Bears podcast. We're not sitting here being like, this guy sucks and he's never going to be good. And no, they're not. And we're not just spouting crap to spout crap. I love the accent. <laughs> well, I probably should have been more like Chicago deep dish there, you know, and that there. Uh, but it, it, it's just, that's not the point of this podcast. The point of it is just to all learn together. So let's, let's watch the game, get all of our, you know, get the emotions out after the Sunday night, the Monday, and then going through the week, we diagnose, we interpret, we look at the plays, we look at the stats, the analytics, the PFF grades, and then we build around Thursday. We start getting back ready in rare form, and when we go forward, so that's Absolutely. at least that's what I think we should do. Yeah, too old for this in the chat said turf causes Myers to not snap the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the running joke now, Tim. We're going to blame everything on the turf this year. It's it's done deal. It is it's done. Turf. Look, Goose jumped in on. He said, "Turf made Matt Lafleur call first down passes." <laughs> 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 oh my God, Chad Inc. Of course, I'm blaming uh, Jenkins's MCL on Jacob's Wi-Fi. <laughs> I love it. I think we got everything covered here. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. AJJ has a question for Chalk Talk. Let's see. It says question for Chalk Talk. In the first half, I noticed the D line changing gaps more than in the second. I wonder if the film backs up that opportunity. See, these are the questions that we need to ask. Let me write that down. And uh, I'll also, also write down Bill Ryan's. He said delay of game on field goal. I couldn't believe that. We haven't talked about that. Oh, gosh. Horrible. That's what went from a 51 to a 56, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and then we, we decided not to send them out right. I, or, leave, or leave them out there to kick it. I would have let them kick it. Absolutely. Which, hey, by the way, can we can we please like can somebody put some shine on Anderson Carl Ander, Anders Carl's really name? Amazing. That I would have never thought that we would have. Right? Unbelievable. Six, so far this year, like five. I for feel five so glad I told everybody to calm down during training camp because. Hey, you really did, Tim. You were I was I was pissed off. Like when you said it, I'm going, Tim, he's missing kicks. <laughs> he hasn't just You're been right. good. He's been down the middle on all of them. The 52 yeah. yarders down the middle. The extra points down the middle. Not even a hey, we had a high snap today, too. Yep. And Mr. Mr. Whelan did a great job with a bad finger to get that ball down. Um the other thing I noticed today with we're on the kicking game is on one of the extra points, uh, it was about to be blocked. And and Carlson having the bigger leg is able to get under it more to get, give it that loft to get over those extended hands, um, which is something that's a positive attribute. And still like to, like you said, Jacob, keeping it dead center, there was no drastic fluctuation, which you shouldn't see. We're in a dome. It's a controlled environment. You know, you, you should be making those kicks, which is why I guess it's kind of disappointing not to see them let him try and rip that 56 yarder. I mean, you're in ideal conditions, um, you're you're at midfield. If you if you you know basically if you miss field position is not as much of an issue. Um, I I don't know. I I, I would have loved to have been celebrating a a two point Packer victory today, as opposed mm -hmm. to the one point loss. Definitely. Our showers in the chat said you guys are the best. I'd rather hear it. Um, that said, I am right, winky face. See, you've been taking <laughs> it, you've been taking advice from my wife. That's what that is. <laughs> telling you right you now. You sure about that? <laughs> you sure about that? Every time I am 110% confident that I'm right in an argument, that's that's a response I get right there. And you know what I say, Clayton? You got a choice in life. You can be right or you can be married. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. You know, who used to have a saying around here, what's yours is mine and what's mine is ours. That's what she would say. <laughs> so it is what it is. And it's funny, too, because when we got to the reception, and we'll wrap up right here, when we got married, we got to the reception. You know, I didn't get to spend much time with her dad that day, you know, and I'd see him at the reception. I'd shake his hand. And I'd thank him for everything. I said, man, I said, John, thank you so much for everything. Man, it was a great day. And as he's shaking my hand, he looks me in the eye and he goes, she's on your credit card now, buddy. <laughs> it was i'm telling you the the delivery of that line was impeccable man i miss that man every day dude he was just such an amazing person so anyway all right we're out of here thank you guys for the chat there's way too many to mention but really really appreciate y'all again um if you guys see melissa out on the street somewhere let her know she's got an autographed van ness jersey i really don't want to spend that wheel again for the van ness jersey but we will like carly ray said we will so Send me an email, Melissa, when you hear this. It's PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. Everybody in the chat, you guys were awesome. Jacob, Tim, thank you guys so much for putting up with my crap. Um, always, dude, uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to this on a daily basis. It's the highlight of the day for sure, man. So I really appreciate your all's time. Um, for those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. Hope you all have an awesome, awesome Monday. Um, it's not going to be a victory Monday, but, hey, there's some positives coming out of this game. We played well, and we're going to – bury the game. We're going to watch the tape, bury the game ball and move on to, uh, to the saints next week. That Lambeau home opener, man, it doesn't get any better than that. So, uh, thank y'all, like I said, for making us part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go pack up. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Double tackle. Take the defensive end if he's over. If he's
drive down the first man who is inside. Pull back and get him. Take the first man outside the offensive tackle. No one goes. Go right by them and feel this back. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, that's inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. So look at this play. What we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. 